It's too bad y'all can't see our notes because there's a lot of F words in here. <laughs> I'm purposely not saying them, okay? I'm trying. You are doing a good job. <laughs> I'm trying very hard to not have to beep myself out so much. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, that's a lot more effort than I want to take. It is. That's too much editing effort. <laughs> Hey guys, here's what's coming up. Next week, on February 8th, we will be discussing our top 10 favorite romantic relationships, just in time for Valentine's Day. And then, on February 15th, we'll have a book review of Men at Arms by Terry Pratchett, which is the second in the City Watch arc of Discworld. We hope you can join us. Now, on with the show. Welcome back to the Book Life Podcast with your host, myself, Mo, and my best friend, Abby. Tonight, we're discussing a book that I read for my book club back in 2018 or 17. I don't know at this point. Maybe it's 2019. Wow. It's bad. I don't know what year it was. Anyway. Good job. So, <laughs> whatever. This book is one I highly enjoyed. It's one I read after A Man Called O. And it's one of those slice-of-life books that just kind of grips you, drags you around, takes you on a journey, and you're like, wow, when you come out of it. The book we are talking about tonight is Where'd You Go, Bernadette by Maria Simple. One thing I highly enjoyed about this book is that with my book club, when the movie finally came out, which took forever for the movie to be released, the movie was delayed three times, but we finally got to saw the movie and I have to say, I like the movie more than the book, which I know is pretty sacrilegious, but I did. I have no opinion. I have not seen the movie. That is unfortunate. That kind of makes me sad that you haven't, but it's also the first time you've read the book. So it makes sense. This is Maria Simple's second book that she's written. And fun fact about the author, she's actually a former television writer with some of her most noted work being on Arrested Development, which is a show I highly enjoy. I've heard of the show, but I don't think I've ever watched it. It's weird. <laughs> it's weird, okay? Like, it's it's along, to me, the same lines as Schitt's Creek. Also except, one I've never seen. Yeah, except Schitt's Creek is funnier. Arrested Development is just weird and bizarre, which is really enjoyable. I t To be note, and I know this might make you all gasp, but I don't enjoy The Office very much, and I don't enjoy Parks and Rec, but Arrested Development is part of kind of that genre, so yeah. Did you just gasp at me? You don't like The Office and Parks and Rec? No. I'd rather watch <laughs> Bob's Burgers and MASH than watch those shows. I mean, those are good too, so... <laughs> <laughs> me, I'm just re-watching Firefly. Oh, well... I cannot fault you on that one. Viva la Firefly. I love Firefly. I do too. Very much so. Anyways, we should probably talk about Where'd You Go, Bernadette. Oh, not our favorite TV shows? You're probably right. Yeah, probably. <laughs> so, Abby, can you give us a short summary of this book? When B claims a family trip to Antarctica as a reward for perfect grades, her mother, Bernadette, a fiercely intelligent shut-in, throws herself into preparations for the trip. 
but worn down by years of trying to live the Seattle life she never wanted, Ms. Fox is on the brink of a meltdown, and after a school fundraiser goes disastrously awry at her hands, she disappears, leaving her family to pick up the pieces, which is exactly what B does, weaving together an elaborate web of emails, invoices, and school memos that reveals a secret past Bernadette has been hiding for decades. Dun, dun, dun. And I did not write that one this time. I pulled it straight from Goodreads because I couldn't say anything better. That is really well said, isn't it? It is. It's a very good summary. So one thing I found interesting about this book is it was kind of oddly written. And I say that because it's like, what's the word? And it's like um, an epistle. Is that right? Um, written in the style of letters? Yes. It's written in the form of emails and some handwritten notes and faxes and that sort of thing between different people that kind of help piece together the story. I would just like to note before we get into the characters, I tried to actually listen to this as an audiobook first, and it did not work for me because so much of the book is written in the format of emails and faxes and letters that I needed to physically be looking at them in order to really comprehend what was going on. And I just wanted to toss that out there. If you feel like you want to read this book and you haven't read it yet, you might want a physical copy or an ebook rather than the audiobook. Not that there's anything wrong with the audiobook. I just, for me, I couldn't comprehend it. <laughs> I, I think that's very well noted. It's kind of like one of the books I'm reading right now called S by J.J. Abrams. Is a book that you have to read it physically because it has props with it. So, yeah. Right. Anyway. So, we'll start with the characters. So, Bernadette Fox is the one that this whole story is centered around. She is the mother in this family. There's her daughter, B, who is, I guess, technically the main character. Because she's the one who's putting the story together and is telling her part in the end. And B is obviously the daughter of Bernadette and Elgie. She is a soon-to-be graduated 8th grader with a dream to go to Antarctica. And Elgie is the father. He is a programmer at Microsoft and Bernadette's husband. And then a few of the other characters that are important to the story, we have Audrey Griffin, who is Bernadette's neighbor, who lives down the hill from the Fox Branch house, and she's also a parent at the same school where B goes to school as well, so they're all kind of part of the same circle. There's Su Lin, who is Algie's assistant at Microsoft, who is also a parent at the same school where Audrey's son and B go to school. And then there's also this mysterious character out in India named Angela, who is Bernadette's virtual assistant, who assists her... <laughs> buying all of these crazy things for the Antarctic expedition, which that was one of my favorite things, like all the crap she bought. Yeah, that was pretty funny. Yes. And you're like, that's a lot of equipment, like the coats and the medicine. And she's just a constant worrier. And she would just tell her assistant, buy this, buy this too. Just just buy everything. Thank you. Bye. Well, and buying like multiple pairs of shoes in different sizes to see which one fits best and all that kind of stuff. Yep. So that's one of the main cast of characters. We forgot to mention one adorable character, which is Ice Cream, which is 
Phoebe's and Bernadette's dog. I love the name. I'll be honest, the name bothered me a little. Like, I like a lot of food names for pets. Ice cream is not a name I like. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, why not? I just, I just don't like it for, nope, I just don't like it. There's no substantial reason, I just don't like it. Wow. Nothing against Ice Cream the Dog, of course. Just, I'm not a fan of the name. <laughs> we should... I'm just, just, just gonna, if I, if I could look at you, I would just look at you like, you're weird, but okay. We should also probably mention Kennedy, who is B's best friend at school, and she plays in a couple of the bigger scenes as well. I was like, overall, it was a pretty decent cast of characters. I found all of them pretty rememberable. And I felt very connected to Bernadette. And I love just following, just following her story, learning her backstory, just her life was, was, is, her life is so interesting in the book. Yeah. I think learning her backstory was probably one of my favorite parts. Right. And I highly enjoy her daughter. Oh, gosh. How do you say um, B's full name? Balakrishna. Which means blue in Hindi because she is she was a chronic heart defect baby. And so when she came out, she was blue. It is her, her mom, a blue god of theirs. Yes. Or blue Which goddess. I thought was kind of... Yeah. Probably. As we, as we go Google it. it. It was a blue deity. I I know that. So yes, part of that, the word means blue. Yeah. And this, I like, it's a crazy name, but this book is crazy. So I felt like that name just like fit perfectly into this book. It really did. Like, even just as I was reading the first few pages and they told me that was B's full name, I went, yep, totally believable. Yep. <laughs> uh, for these people, yes. Yes, it was. Mm-hmm. Definitely something I felt the author did really well is that she could pull you because it wasn't really a scenery heavy book. Like there was no world building, but the characterization in this book was, I think, very well done. I agree. It definitely pulled you in and kept you moving along. Right. Also, I found it funny. The dad's name is Algy, but I kept thinking Algy. <laughs> <laughs> I can see that. Well, and I think. Okay, so technically his name is Al, like Al is um E L G I N, but his nickname is Algy. That doesn't make his nickname sound any less like Algy. I know it doesn't, <laughs> but like Algen versus Algy is kind of like oh, yeah. His name is unique too, but yeah, yeah. It also cracked me up that his brother's name is Van. <laughs> I was like, really? <laughs> well, you have fungus in a vehicle. <laughs> Apparently those were his parents' priorities, okay? His parents were as weird as they are. <laughs> yeah. I I yes. <laughs> oh man. Well, I think that's it for the first half because I really want to talk more about the characters and the scenes, but I can't right now. Right. We don't want to spoil anything. So we're going to behave and keep our mouths shut and we're going to have our break. And when we come back, we are going to deep dive into our favorite characters, least favorite characters, favorite scenes, least favorite scenes, and our parting thoughts. We'll see you in a second. Talk to you in a minute, guys. 
Hi, this is Leah Stuhler, creator and host of YA Book Chat Podcast. If you love reading young adult books and chatting about them with your friends, then head on over to my podcast and take a listen. Each episode, my guests and I chat about a different YA book. We start spoiler-free and then head into our spoiler section where we dive into the mysteries of each book. And we do it with laughs and fun along the way. You can listen to YA Book Chat on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, and wherever you get your your podcast. And now back to the show. Welcome back guys. And remember, this half is spoilers. So if you don't want the book spoiled, pause right now, go read it and then come back and talk to us. No. Yes. Who are your favorite characters? Okay. My, my favorite, favorite character is of course the title character. I extremely highly enjoyed Bernadette. She, like, at first I wasn't so sure about her, because I'm like, oh, girl, like, what's going on? Why, what, what, what is this? And then as we got deeper into her story, I'm like, oh, Bernadette, honey, like, you need to get out of Seattle, for real. Um, I really just enjoyed the story that she's an artist that has lost her way and kind of become a menace to society, you know? Mm-hmm. like she needed a creative outlet and I know she tried to do that with their house that they bought and she had her like trailer art studio trailer thing but she doesn't channel it well and then her dislike of people becomes so great that she just avoids a lot of stuff like it talked about her missing stuff at the school her not being involved with other people not having friends a lot of paranoia, a lot of anxiety, and just so much isolation. Like, I mean, she was so close to B. Like, I love their relationship. But, man, all that creative energy needed to be channeled somewhere because not good. Yeah, I have the exact quote here. People like you must create. If you don't create, you'll become a menace to society. Right? And not just that. Like, she came... From California, the land of sunshine and the ocean and prettiness to Seattle, which don't get me wrong, listeners, I really like Seattle as a city, but Seattle is like not a place for you to go if you have seasonal depression or don't like rain or fog or clouds. Because they have those in abundance. Yeah. Like, not the place for you. And then I also loved how she sneaked off the cruise ship and basically just joined the research station. I was like, okay like why not sure go for it i did enjoy that part of the ending where she found a new project and a new purpose and a new creative outlet i was like yes yes this is what you needed Mm -hmm. and i mean she tried to pour all of that into her daughter but her daughter's a living thing you know right it's very different from something you're creating I mean, she did create B. Like, let's be real. We create little people in our bodies. We did that. Yes, but um, after the birthing thing, <laughs> it's it's very different than an art project. <laughs> <laughs> no, really? <laughs> just just a little. <laughs> right. And I thought Bernadette's story was beautiful. Like, the tragedy of the, is it the four-mile house? Is that right? or The 20-mile house. The 20-mile house. And I, and I love, you know, how she focused so hard about using these resources from within 20 miles and beauty and building this beautiful structure that won her a grant. 
and then, you know, getting married, moving to Seattle because her husband got a job at Microsoft and then her four miscarriages like that's that's like so hard on somebody mentally. And then she has this beautiful baby who comes out blue because her baby has a heart defect, you know, just like one blow after another. She lost her award winning art project because the neighbor bought it and tore it down because they were jealous of the house. She lost mm-hmm. four babies, and then the baby she just popped out wasn't looking too hot, though the baby grew up just fine. Right. I was going to say, it really broke my heart reading about her praying to God, telling him that she won't ever design another house again if he just saves her baby. Yeah. Like, ugh, that hurt me. That was a rough part of the book, not gonna lie. Yes. But... My next favorite character is that baby. That baby who is awesome. I felt like the if Bernadette is kind of the dark hole of the story, this little dark blob hanging over that you want to make better. Like B's the silver lining all around that, you know? Yes. I love that she never gives up on her mom. And she's like, no, we are going to go find her. Like when she tells her dad, it's like, you know what? Mom's alive. We need to go find her. You know, let's get on the cruise ship and go to Antarctica. Mm-hmm. And she's super smart and super creative. She understands her mom, you know? Yeah. And then I did not think I would say this when I read the book, but towards the end, I really like Audrey. Like, Audrey starts out as his enemy. She's kind of an idiot and, you know, trying to keep appearances and keeping up with the Joneses. And she's just being a total B. But then she ends up being a very powerful ally to Bernadette. And it was such a really, a 180, you know? And you're like, that's what happened? Mm-hmm. And just, you know, getting Bernadette out of the house with the ladder and then sending B all of the notes for everything so she could figure out where her mom was. I was like, all right, Audrey, you're not too terrible. Okay, see, I liked Audrey the whole way through. And here's why. Because she starts out as your enemy and all you want to do is see her get her comeuppance and you see her get her comeuppance and then you see her redemption arc which is helping Bernadette sneak out the window with the ladder and sending all the stuff to be and it's just like it was such a perfect redemption of a villain to redemption arc it was just ah that was beautiful to watch that I loved I loved Audrey (laughs) right I mean you just because she goes from someone you're like oh I don't like you to Hmm. All right. Yeah, you're not too bad. Audrey is one of those characters that put me in mind of people I have met and wished to see get their comeuppance. And then she had a great ending after that. It's not like she got her comeuppance and that was the last part of her story. Ugh. That was just... Audrey was on point, fantastically written. I totally agree. So, I have blurred on my favorite characters. Who are your favorite characters? Well, I also really loved Bernadette and B. I enjoyed their very close relationship and how much they knew about each other. <laughs> I identified with Bernadette a little more than I was comfortable with just because she hated people and I've been known to say I hate people. <laughs> I don't think you hate people to the extreme of Bernadette. <laughs> No, I definitely don't hate people to the extreme of Bernadette. Like, I felt some of it, and then she kept going, and I went, 
Hold on there, sister. <laughs> Man. That's a little much. So yeah, I also liked her for all the reasons that you mentioned as well. And same for B. I loved how she was so intelligent and so compassionate, wanting to help everybody around her and taking the initiative to do things like suggest choreography, dance for what the first grade class for that song that they were doing and offering to help tutor students and all that sort of thing. It just made her into an incredibly likable, smart character. So even when the end switched to just her point of view, it was a little less interesting, but I was still interested, you know? Oh, yeah. They are definitely the warm, fuzzy feeling characters of this book. For sure. Abby, (laughs) please tell me about your favorite scenes. Oh, man. There were so many good scenes in the first two-thirds of this book. Like, Bernadette's conversation with Audrey and the Blackberry guy at the very beginning just made me giggle. It was so ridiculous. I knew it was going to come back and haunt Audrey. And as soon as they mentioned it was on a hill and they were at the bottom of the hill, I went, oh, that's not going to end well. (laughs) Not in a place that rains. No. And then, of course, the mudslide that takes her house out after that is just, that was beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> that absolute beautiful chaos. <laughs> it was crazy. Yes. I also enjoyed Bernadette's sudden disappearance. When that happened in the book and they couldn't find her, I got to the end of that part and just went, whoa. <laughs> like, that was really cool. The build-up to it, all the craziness happening right before, and then she's just gone. Because at that point, you didn't know that Audrey had helped her escape, so it literally looked like she had vanished into thin air. It was awesome. I love it. It was so... It was so W... You're just like, what? 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 Oh, okay. Because that whole scene, like, that whole build-up, you're like, oh, cringe. And then things were fine. Yep. And you didn't know why they were fine. But they were fine. Yeah. And I think the other thing I really enjoyed was all the scenes with Audrey's ridiculousness. Like going to the freaking ER after Bernadette supposedly ran over her foot and being told she was fine and then demanding crutches and medicine. (laughs) (laughs) And you're like, how much more extra can you be? Oh, man. Well, and then all of her ridiculous insistence that her kid wasn't at fault for, like, different drugs and stuff just, like, cracked me the heck up. Because I'm like, I know there are parents exactly like this in the world. It is both terrifying and hilarious. Because <laughs> she's confronted multiple times by different people going, Hey, we found these drugs on your kid. Hey, we're pretty sure your kid is selling drugs. And she's just like defending him by the skin of her teeth for all the world to hear. It's ridiculous. Right. And my favorite was her getting arrested in the hotel (laughs) because she pulled the hair of the night manager and was screaming at him because there was too much noise in one of the other rooms and it was her son's room. Because they were, they had all these various drugs that they were doing and obviously packing up to sell. 
<laughs> and she's just in the middle of the hallway losing her mind and her husband literally just walks away. <laughs> uh-huh. I enjoyed Audrey's storyline. She was so over the top. She was something, man. <sighs> what about you? Well, I definitely have a lot of feelings about this story. My most favorite scene is that mudslide. Okay? I love how the whole building up, we took down the Blackberries, and Audrey and Bernadette aren't on good terms, really. And Bernadette has put up this god-awful sign. Oh, God, what does the sign say? Something about gnats will be swatted. Private property, do not enter. Yeah, do not enter, um, no gnats or something. And because she calls all of the other parents at the school gnats, because that's how much she disdains them. Mm -hmm. And it's her own private joke. So she got this massive sign made. Well, her assistant got her a massive sign made, okay? And puts it up, and it starts raining. And in Seattle, when it rains, it pours for like a full week. And Audrey's having this parent fundraiser for their school. And the rain keeps coming. And it keeps coming. And suddenly, here comes the mud. Just coming down the hill. Slamming through her backyard. Oh, it took out a wall. It took out a wall. It took out kids. There's kids flying in the air because they had a choir there. There's parents all over. I mean, it was a disaster. No one was, per se, hurt. But it did not look good. Yes. And the best part, what stopped the mud? The eight the sign. foot by five foot sign. <laughs> oh. I think I loved the letter from the one of the parents that was there to the school in general or to the whole kindergarten class. Basically telling them to look out for signs of PTSD in their kids. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was like, seriously? Uh, so much of this book is just so over the top. <laughs> <sighs> so what else did you enjoy? My other favorite scene, especially, was when we learned how Bernadette disappeared. Like, just, you know, she's in the bathroom going, oh, what 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 what's going on what did i get myself into and she's looking out the window and the ladder manifests her ladder that they had out and because the ladder was out because she had to go rescue um, ice cream from being stuck inside a crazy old closet and then she just disappears on everybody and gets you know climbs down her ladder and audrey you know it's like her knight in shining armor and i don't know that that whole like sense of victory Bernadette has gotten out. She's safe from the psychiatrist. She's safe from, you know, being sent and locked away. It was just a nice big F you to Algie and Sulin. Yes, I agree. And I loved it. <laughs> Those are my favorite scenes. Those are good scenes. Well, one more just popped in my head. I really liked when Bee's on the Antarctic shelf. And she's having kind of a tender moment with her dad. But just the fact, like, she got to sit there, and I just remember there the passages that they were talking about, the landscape and everything, and penguins. And I really liked that. I wish I could remember precisely. I remember that whole end right there was really good. I don't know. I didn't like that part. 
That's okay, Abby. You can tell us all about the things that you didn't like. Let's start first with your least favorite characters. My least favorite character is LG. I hate him for his lack of empathy to his wife who is having a mental breakdown. I hate him for his lack of communication with her. Instead of trying to talk things out with her, he spills his guts to Sue Lin and then comes home and either is refusing to speak about anything or is throwing accusations randomly and then refusing to follow them up with anything. (laughs) And I hate all the assumptions he made about Bernadette just from talking to one person who doesn't even know her that well. And from all these random snapshots of her life that he got because he was hardly ever around. Mm -hmm. And most of all, I hate him for cheating. His wife's having a mental breakdown and he goes and spends the night in a hotel with another woman. Yep. Hard no. And the worst part is it added nothing to the narrative. All it did was piss me off and I was so pissed off Milk and Vouch. I was so beyond furious. I've never gotten messages from Abby that were like, I hate this book. I'm going to burn this book. Why am I reading this book? And I'm like, oh, okay. It was was bad. I've never had a book make me that angry. Because here I was going along on this happy adventure with Bernadette and B, And Bernadette disappears. And I'm like, oh my goodness. How are they going to find her? Obviously, they're going to find her, right? And then we find out LG cheated. And I'm like, (laughs) excuse me, but what the f***? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I just I have seriously never been so mad at a character in a book before I just I don't even have words that this podcast allows <laughs> yeah uh, the other character I really hated was Sulin who is his administrator secretary person which is who he cheated with she's a self-absorbed witch uh yeah just that is her personality it's all about her she builds LG into this knight in shining armor ridiculous thing and then decides that he's in love with her even though he's not and so she starts making moves on him I'm just like are you out of your mind he's a married man first off and secondly you're divorced you're gonna cause somebody else to get a divorce because that's where that's headed just like what a piece of work uh yes so tell me your thoughts on them (laughs) well let's see the same characters i disliked are the characters you dislike so not surprised there i liked algae in the beginning and i'm like yeah i'm like okay you're okay yeah you know you're working getting you know stuff done you have a really cool project and then slowly but surely starts going downhill and then here comes this meddling assistant named su lin and i'm like what are you doing what 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 are you doing driving a wedge between Algie and his wife? You know, they already had a wedge, but she took, like, the hammer and started, like, smacking it as hard as she could. Mm-hmm. And she is, like, the true antagonist of the book. And I just wanted to reach through the pages and slap her and be like, leave him alone. Like, I don't, he would never have gone down this path if she hadn't been putting little things in his ear, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, he was already unhappy, and he needed to go fix that crap with Bernadette but instead here comes Su Lin and she's like oh you deserve so much more and you know I think your wife is crazy and you probably should put her in the asylum because you found her passed out at the pharmacy like what the crap woman get out of here not your business 
Right. I hated everything about her. It's just terrible person. Just an all-around terrible person. Who purposely tries to break up a marriage like that? Someone who's unhappy with her own marriage. Well, she's divorced. Yeah, well, that's why. She was unhappy with her marriage, got divorced. Now she's trying to find someone else. (sighs) There's plenty of single guys. Though I can understand why she's single. Jeez. Yeah. And the worst part for me, I think, was that after she knew she was pregnant, she basically forced LG to start doing family dinners once a week with her kids and was acting like they were going to be one big happy family for some reason. Uh, I did not like that. I'm like, you are delusional. And I'm like, what on God's green earth makes you think that this is going to be a happy family? First off, he's got a kid from his marriage, and he's still married. Yeah. Who is going to absolutely hate your guts because her father is cheating on her mother with you. And when she finds out that you're pregnant, she's going to hate your kid and you even more. (laughs) It's just like, that's a massive problem right there. It baffles me how she thought they were going to be a happy family. Like, in what world? (laughs) And I mean, I feel like when he bought her the house, that he was kind of buying her off. Like, I got you pregnant. Here's a house to live in. Sorry. Yeah, and in one of Sue Lin's letters, she definitely says that he's basically trying to buy her off and provide for her at the same time kind of thing, because it is his kid. But, yeah. Yeah. I was I wasn't happy with either of them. Right. Well, <sighs> some scenes that I hated. Yep. Go, go, Abby. <coughs> Tell us about all your things that you hated. And I'm glad that this is a PG-rated podcast. <laughs> so, literally, from the moment you find out that LG cheated, and then everything after, I hated. Like, everything that involved him, I hated. Yep. And, geez, I remember specifically when Sue Lin became his assistant, and the first thing she said that gave me romantic vibes from her end, I texted you and went, tell me he doesn't cheat. Yeah, I know. And you went, I'm not saying anything. And I went, that, that's not helpful. <laughs> yeah, because there was nothing I could say. <sighs> yeah. So I saw it coming, and I was hoping it wasn't coming, and I was so angry when it happened. Yeah. And then I absolutely abhorred that B and Bernadette forgave him. I'm one of those people who cannot fathom forgiving a cheater to the point of letting them back in your life. I can't wrap my brain around it. I know there are people who can. I know there are people who do it all the time. But I can't do it. That is a hard line for me that destroys a relationship. So reading it in fiction it isn't any different from hearing about it happening in real life to somebody. It's like, no, that's not something you come back from. That's a permanent destruction of trust. Like, yeah. So the fact that they forgave him just made me so angry. That last letter, I'm going to quote it. That last letter from Bernadette 2B. Don't hate dad. I hate him enough for both of us. That being said, I may forgive him. Because I don't know what Dad and I would be without the other. Well, we know what he'd be. But I have no idea what I'd be. And I was just like, you'd be a genius architect who's not bogged down by a crappy cheating husband. That's what. What is your incentive for taking him back and forgiving him? There is none there. I don't, I don't get it and I hated it. 
I hated it so much. And then she goes on to say, she's talking about Sulin, and she says, if he hasn't ditched her by the time I return, have no fear. I will swat her away myself. And I'm just like, no, let him have her. Let her have him. No. I Let them have each other and be done. Just let it go. Take your awesome kid with your awesome new job and just say, screw you. Go live at the South Pole with your kid. Just, you don't need that crap in your life. That's, that's, uh, that's how I feel about that ending. Yeah. And here's the thing. I'm all about forgiving people and trying to get to a place where you can forgive them because it is healing for you. But that doesn't mean you have to let that crap back into your life. And that's what makes me the angriest because at the end of the book, it's very clear that B is still living with her dad and they're doing just fine. And like, and Bernadette's saying she'll probably take him back. Like, no, no, no. Abby says that is not allowed, dang it. Never allowed. This book yeah. made me beyond angry, and I'm so glad we didn't record as soon as I finished reading it. Yeah, because literally, like, this is the only part of the book that sucked. Like, if this had been left out, it was it was completely unneeded. Like, you didn't need any drama. You didn't need relationship drama whatsoever. Right, because you had the drama of her disappearance. That's what I was interested in. Right. And, you know, the journey of finding herself and getting, you know, her life back together. That was, that was the best part of the book. The journey was so good. Mm-hmm. And again, I shall iterate this. The movie dropped this crap like a hot potato. It is not at all even like remotely hinted at. And that's what the book should have done. Because I feel like if the book had done this, it just would have been, I don't know, like blown out of the water. This is this is the only stuff that really dropped the book for me. Yeah. It kind of makes me feel like she made this gorgeous cake and then went, hmm, something's missing. And slathered poop all over it. <laughs> okay. Thank you for that imagery. <laughs> Lovely. Perfect. You're welcome. <laughs> wow. So yeah, what did you hate for scenes? Pretty much that. Ideally, the worst scene I hated was when he checked himself into the hotel and had that one night stand with her. And I'm like, no, 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 no. Why did you do that? That's a stupid, idiotic thing. And then they're like, oh, and now there's a baby. I'm like, gosh darn it. You you had a one night stand. You couldn't even put on a condom. Mm-hmm. Seriously. Like, you're an idiot. It also really annoyed me when he was so shocked that she was pregnant and she responds to him, yeah, when you have sex with a healthy woman, that's what happens. Like, really? You're throwing shade at his wife right now? Is that really what you're doing? Like, mm mm-mm, no. Oh, that, that steamed me right there. I was just like, you've got to be kidding me. Was very much, like, not impressed with that at all. That's it, though. That was the one standout scene that I absolutely hated. That was not a good one. No. No. Uh, that, anything that involves Sulin or Alex just ruined the book. It did. But anyway, what did you give it so, for a rating? Let that, well, I really enjoyed this book. I, if I could just take that crap out, it would have been like a masterpiece. But for me, I am not as harsh as you. This is still a 4.5 out of 5. It's a book I recommend for people to read because I love the journey. I love the characters. I love how it's written and I love how different it is. 
I really just enjoy Bernadette's journey. I love learning about her past, seeing how it shaped her present, and then watching her come out of her isolation cocoon and blossoming into this beautiful artist again. I love how she interacts with her daughter, the relationship, and just the journey, and your surprise twist of Audrey coming out of left field with a ladder, you know? <laughs> Sorry, that's a great turn of phrase, coming out of left field with a ladder. <laughs> Right? Just imagine her running through the field up the muddy hill with her. No, I was actually really. picturing her um, running with, running through a baseball field with a ladder h- held over her head. <laughs> yep. I like that too. And yeah, like I said, I love that the movie takes out the one part of the book that I hated. Huh. Abby, I will let you leave us with your thoughts. This book made me so angry. For the first two thirds of it, I thought this was going to be a five star book for me. And I left it at a two star. The only reason I didn't give it a one star is because I did enjoy the majority of the book. But there were just too many things that really set me off that I I could not bring myself to give it a higher rating. And yeah, LG is trash. The author sucks for adding this part. She sucks for making Bernadette forgive him when she really should have just kicked him to the curb. Yeah. And I just, it bothers me so much that LG, he knew there was problems with his wife. And instead of taking a couple days off work to be with her and reconnect with her and try and figure out what was wrong, he just started working more and staying away from home more. And like not even coming home some nights, spending them in a hotel. And then he takes these random snapshots out of her life that he happens to see and decides that she needs to be institutionalized. Yeah, that was, that made me really like, mad. Dude, first off, you don't know her well enough to make assumptions like that. And secondly, you don't know her well at all anymore because you haven't been taking the time to do so. Mm-hmm. Like, that was part of what made me so mad about his character was he didn't care enough to take the time to actually reconnect with her and show enough empathy to be her husband. Yeah, it's, it's like he couldn't handle the transformation. Well, right, but in a marriage, you're supposed to grow together. And when somebody in the relationship is going through changes, you are supposed to be there supporting them and helping them and doing what you can to make sure you're growing together rather than apart. Because growing apart is what mm-hmm. destroys marriages. It was so painful to read. He didn't do a single thing right. Well, the only time I really liked him in the book was in the flashbacks that showed, like, their early years, because he was actually a good husband to her then. But, like, he's basically not there in the beginning. And when you do start seeing him, it's just him popping in, seeing five minutes of Bernadette's life, and then he's gone again. Yep. And you're just like, and that's kind of blech. That is no way to have a marriage. You cannot know the other person in the marriage if that's what you've been doing for decades so yeah (sighs) yep this book got two stars for me there weren't enough good things about it to balance out the things that i hated that's okay all right everyone that is it for tonight thank you for joining us on our grand adventure down the path called where'd you go bernadette we'll talk to you next week talk to you next week guys bye if you liked what you heard today and want to help us spread the book love, drop us a rating on the app you use or share the episode post on your preferred social media. Everything helps!
For a list of the books we talked about today, visit our community page on Facebook at The Book Life Podcast and search under Files. You can also find us on Instagram and Twitter under the same name. If you'd like to contact us directly, you can email us at thebooklifepodcast at gmail.com. The song is Theme for an Unmade Anime by Katie Benoit from her album Dominique. You can find Katie on Instagram at K, the number 8, T, B E N O I T, and on Spotify under her name, Katie Benoit. Thanks for listening. Till next time.